Welcome to The Junkyard, hosted by Jake Bozen and Ben Jenkins. Podcast here with me, Jake. And I'm Ben. Welcome, everyone. Uh, obviously, big news. Spring training's up and going again. Thank God. It is about damn time, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Went too long without baseball. And I'm tired of hearing about all these free agency stuff. Oh, yeah. Just get down to playing. It's about time. Yeah. And every step is closer to opening day. Every every minute is another minute closer to opening day. And, and I think it should be a national holiday. That's just me, though. It honestly should. And I'm tired of having class during the first game oh, of the yeah. season. I used to get caught so. in high school uh, in my history class. I remember sophomore year in my AP history class, I was watching opening day, and I wasn't being sneaky about it. And I was going, like, yes, like fist bumps and everything. And uh, <laughs> my teacher was like, no, get out, and kicked me out of the classroom. And I had to explain to her why it was happening. And she was like, oh, okay, that's fine. So. See, but then she just gave you the right to go watch it somewhere else. Like, that's just what she happened. She made me leave my laptop in the classroom. Oh, but you, did you have your phone on you? No. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, it was rough. That's rough. Yeah. We lost two, so that's unfortunate. That's not a surprise. But yeah, so um, a couple guys spring training we're going to talk about. Uh, either are breaking out, might break out, looking forward to breaking out if they do. One guy I want to touch on is Byron Buxton for the Twins. Yeah. He, obviously, former number one pick former number one overall prospect for minor league rankings great defender obviously gold glover in center field never really put it together with the bat outside of the end of the 20 2016 season right now in spring training as far as i've seen for stats wise he's five for five with two home runs and 10 rbis his ops is 3400 that's amazing which is perfect look and and i hope it stays like that because I like seeing guys come through spring training. Mm-hmm. like They get super hot right at the beginning of spring, yeah. spring training, but then they kind of like dwindle off. Well, and that's the thing. Like you right gotta as try the season to, starts. Yeah, you got to try to carry it over. I remember a couple years ago, Michael Franco for the Phillies, uh, third baseman, had six or seven home runs in spring training and then didn't do yeah. anything all season long. Yeah. I mean, there's countless every year. So the Rangers always have one guy that just goes off. I remember yep. the year that Nelson Cruz just went off mm-hmm. in, in spring and then like the first 15-20 games he was just did awful. Yeah. Awful at the plate. For whatever reason it, it messes with players timing or something or maybe it's because there's that break between spring training and the actual season starting. Yeah. It's just a couple of days but that's all it takes for a player to lose their rhythm. Yeah. So I don't know. That's why you gotta hit the cages guys. You gotta stay in the cages. Alright. Hit, uh, hit off of a machine. Something. Do something. Just stay in shape. Get get your routine down. Uh, big news, big 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 news. Finally, finally, got a signing. Yes. For Machado. Finally. It's about time. Even though I'm not happy about it. You're not happy about I it. I am not. You're happy not happy about, about it from Machado's aspect or from the Padres aspect. From the Padres organization aspect. So just for those of all of you who don't know, um, Machado <laughs> signed with the Padres. Ten years, three hundred million dollars. Second or third largest contract ever by yeah. total money up there with AAV as well. Yeah. But you don't like it from the Padres. No, because there's a very good chance that he's going to get hurt this season. And where does every single major league organization send their, their hurt guys? Minor leagues. Yeah. And what does Amarillo have now? You're saying you don't want to I see I don't want to see Machado in my city. You don't want to go to a Sod Poodles game and see Manny Machado. See, here's the thing. So as a, maybe as a 10 player, bucks a ticket. I, know, I get him for free. I get my Even meteor. Better. Well, I, I'd better. have to take pictures of him. But here's the thing is, I don't like Manny Machado as a person because of his fiery mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, all yeah, of I his, don't like to hustle stuff. Yeah, that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't like that kind of person. And him being around my town, you know, I could go out to a bar and maybe see him. 
I don't want to see him in public. I don't want to see him doing things, you know, that could bring about a bad image of the place I've grown up. Well, see, the nice part about Amarillo is no one here is really a baseball fan outside of maybe us two and the baseball team and a couple others. So if Manny Machado is here, no one's going to recognize him. You'll be surprised. And, like, you're thinking Canyon. Yeah, that's Amarillo. So Amarillo's always had a minor league, like a affiliate, quote unquote, minor league team because mm-hmm. we had the American League, which is like an independent league. Yeah, literally since I can remember, mm-hmm. we had the Dillas, we had the Sox, we had uh, I don't even remember what they were before that. They it's changed like four or five times. Yeah. But originally, when I was you know in the '90s, Amarillo actually was an affiliate of the Padres back then. And they were their double A team back then as well, and so okay, I mean, it's nice they brought it back then. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm excited. I really want to see the see a game there. And the stadium looks really nice as well. Oh, it, the stadium is coming along great. So I was up in the office the other day in the what is now known as the First United Bank Center, mm-hmm. the or something like that. Well, that's that's it's, the, the old. Well, no, like the the, the old Chase Building downtown in Amarillo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not the Chase Building, but I'm always going to call it the Chase Building. But I want to be correct. I still call it the Chase Building. But, but the the Globe News office is on the twenty third floor, mm. and I was up there the other day, and you can see the stadium really from our office. That's awesome, and Free it just baseball. looks well, yeah. You get a telephoto <laughs> lens, just zoom in on everything. Exactly, but it's looking nice. I can't wait. April fifth. April fifth. Counting down 5th. the days. Can't wait. Uh, do you think the Machado signing makes the Padres contenders? No. Not entirely. Mm-hmm. It it makes them you know, makes it them get the top. Chances. Yeah, they're not going to finish last in the NL West this year. I don't no, think. no, but they're not all just signing him. It's not going to make a big mm-hmm. difference because, like I said, he's been he's had a history of with injuries. Yeah, and I think if he gets on that DL and is it misses exactly yeah, miss, yeah, he's it's going to not make really a big difference for them, mm-hmm. especially this year coming right right into it. So yeah. I, I see them contending not this year. I see them maybe getting a wild card spot next year just because they have the best minor league system in all of baseball. They yeah. have 10 prospects in the top 100, which is unprecedented. They got a guy like Tati, or yeah. Tatis, however you pronounce that, coming up, probably going to come up within the first couple weeks of the season. Yeah. The only thing I think they're missing is pitching. And I've heard recently they've been linked with Dallas Keuchel, and I think that'd be an amazing fit for them if they can get him on the right contract. Oh, definitely. But then you have the Phillies who are also contending for him as well, mm-hmm. or it's speculated that yeah. they're, they're contending for him. And the Phillies and have more money to drop. Exactly. Because they came into the offseason, like we said, and, you know, coming in, the GM was like, we're going to spend stupid amounts of money. Yeah, and they haven't done that yet, they so they still have stupid <laughs> amounts of money to spend. Have, so. They still have a Brinks truck. So I think if, if they can get Dallas Keuchel, that's good for them. Yeah, that's that's giving them a you know a solid ace that they can rely mm-hmm. on. It's giving them a, a, a Cy Young winner to head that rotation, a, exactly. a veteran presence, exactly. Kind of bring on the new guys they have coming up. And then, I mean, he's won a he's won a World Series. Like, yeah, he, he can, clearly knows the stuff. He can give dugout like smarts, I guess is one way. It's yeah, just yeah, dugout, give, like, yeah, advice, dugout knowledge. Yeah, there you yeah. go. That's the word I was looking for. There you um, go. He's going to give them that, and it's going to be something that would improve their yeah. their season. But I see him more going to the Phillies than the Padres. I, I see him, if between those two teams, I would think he would pick the Phillies just because of the amount of money they can offer. Exactly. 
And with him being a Cy Young winner and a winning a World Series, he has track record. He's he's got the yeah. He's gonna. Get he's got the resume for the money. Oh, exactly. So no it's not that. one of those things that mm-hmm. you know they're gonna have to use their farm league to get yeah. to train pitching, and I don't know if they're gonna be able to do that within the next two three years. Yeah, that's the big that's the big question with him. All right, so we talked about one of the big free agents, Machado. Other one, big fish in the sea. Harper still not signed. What I'm hearing, it's coming down between the Giants, the Phillies, and the Dodgers. Yeah. For a while, the Phillies were considered the front runner again because of the stupid amounts of money, and he Harper really likes Kapler and the ownership there. But apparently, the Phillies are getting worried about the Dodgers. They're they're worried if the Dodgers offer him a similar deal to theirs, he's going to take the Dodgers over theirs. I see the Dodgers as the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. They're not afraid to spend money on someone that they want. Yeah. Look at Puig. Look at anyone on that lineup from 2016. Mm-hmm. Like, they spent the money that yeah, year. Yeah, they are consistently in the top three for spending. And they're they're not afraid to do it. So I yeah. could see them, you know, shelling out the cash. But it still brings me to that thought, are the Yankees going to throw money? Are the Red Sox going to throw money? Like, last-minute deals. Mm-hmm. That's going to surprise everybody that no one knows. Yeah. But if you think, like, if, if we're going just off these three, I see him going probably to the Dodgers. Yeah. If not, he's he's gonna go to the he's gonna go to California. That's I don't see him going to the Phillies. Yeah. I think if the Phillies had the best offer on the table, either by years or by money, he picks them. Uh if the Dodgers offer a similar offer to the Phillies, I think he goes with the Dodgers. The Giants, uh, I've heard are now starting for a while it's coming out they weren't talking about a long term deal. They wanted him on a three or four year deal, you know, short term stuff. The high average annual value I'm hearing the Giants now are talking about a 10-year deal with him and with Harper and Boris. And out of those three teams, I would love to see him go to the Giants the most because they're the team out of those three I hate the least. (laughs) Because I can't stand the Phillies and I can't stand the Dodgers. I'm with you on that. Um, And to see him and Buster Posey in the same lineup. Oh, that'd be legendary. I would love that. That'd be the stuff of legend. I'm a huge, huge Buster Posey fan. Oh, me too. I, I would just enjoy seeing that. Mm-hmm. duo together especially because Buster Posey is one of those guys that's so calm and down to earth and then you got Harper who's got this this fiery this gusto just that big gusto and just goes for it I think they'd feed off each other and they'd oh, have yeah. fantastic seasons yeah I think so too but and then uh, my thinking is he if he steps in he goes to the Giants he could maybe fill in that Hunter Pence role that he did for a couple years there yeah exactly that leadership that strong right arm there in right field exactly brought him three World Series he did so I mean if Harper yeah. could do that for them it and, I mean, it sucks for not me being a Nats fan, but yeah, yeah. as a baseball fan, I love it. And nothing against Hunter, but, I, I mean, he's got way more talent than Hunter does. Oh, so. yeah. And it's just natural. There's nothing that you can do about it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm I'm biased towards Hunter now because he's a Ranger, so. A little bit, yeah. I mean, he's. I disliked him for a while because he, he was a Philly for a while. And then yeah. he went out to the Giants, and I started really, really liking him. He's yeah. a pretty cool guy. Especially in that, uh, I don't know if it was the NLCS or the World Series, but where he, uh, he hit that ball and his bat shattered, and he hit the ball three different times. Oh, yeah. That was. And it went right through the gap. Right, right through Yeah. And uh, Cosmo misread it. He was playing it, and then the bounce on the ball just took it, and it was three runs. Yeah. I remember that very well. I saw that. I saw that clip the other day, and I was like, "Yeah, I did. I saw it on MLB or something like that." Yeah. I, oh, I was just like scrolling through YouTube, and it just came up. I was yeah. like, "I'll watch this." Yeah, I remember that very so, well. So, I was like, "Oh man, the days." Andy had a guest appearance on a Fuller House. Really? I yeah. did. Oh, I did know that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never saw so, that, but yeah, 
He's he did well for himself out in California. So I'm glad I that I love Hunter Pence. He's he's my replacement for Derek Holland. Cause I I love Derek Holland. Derek and, Holland was pretty funny too. Oh, he's he hilarious. Wild. He's hilarious. <clears throat> and he uh for me he seems a lot like like Derek Holland, so yeah. it's gonna be one of those things that I'm glad that he's in the dugout because mm-hmm. he's going to bring. If nothing else, he's comic relief. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that be, that can mean more than especially you know. especially losing Beltre with that. Oh yeah, that Andrews and yeah. Andrews and Beltre. I feel bad for Andrews because so. he's got to play without his best bud. Yeah, but you know I'm sure he'll still be at games and mm-hmm. you know. Oh, he'll still, still be he'll be yeah. involved in the organization in some way. So it has to. Yeah. It has to. If he's not, I'm going to be super upset. So he'll bring in an, either in a coaching role or a front office role. I think it'd be cool to see him as a third base coach. That would be hilarious. I think that'd be pretty funny. I would. I don't know if he'd be good at it in the least, but, <laughs> but I think it would, it would be, be hilarious. Just he would send everyone. Oh yeah, everyone. Full send. Yeah, every time. Green light on everything. So I, I, that would be funny to watch, but I don't know if it would. Uh, you know, maybe in these re, this rebuilding year mm-hmm. it'd be okay. Yeah. Just because it'd be hilarious. Yeah. And it's not like we're gonna win a World Series this year, anyways. But. Maybe next year's spring training. Uh, Will Ferrell a couple years ago did the thing where he popped around to nine different teams and played nine different positions. Yeah. Maybe you do something like that with him. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool. Or like nine different coaching spots. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like that he goes be... and coaches. He's like a pitching coach in one team for like a day, and yeah. then goes and does catching. Put him in the general yeah. manager's role yeah. for a day. Give himself a ten-year, five hundred million dollar contract. You know? <laughs> He would do that too, and he would sign at the exact oh, same yes, time. Oh yes, he would. So, but all yes. right. Uh, last free agency thing. This is interesting to me. Talking about Craig Kimbrell, best reliever on the market. He was looking for that six-year, hundred million dollar deal, which is unprecedented for a reliever, let alone a reliever of his age. He's thirty-two or thirty-three now. Yeah, he's getting up there at the age. I've heard he's considering sitting a year, like taking out a year of baseball, working on conditioning and stuff until he gets that contract. What do you think about that? I always say that it's a terrible idea to sit out a year, mm. especially if you're getting old. Yeah. Because that, the only way that you can keep up your, your stamina for, is that daily for, routine, that daily grind of being in being in the yeah. gym every day, being in the cages every day. And is he and is he going to keep up that while he's, you know, in, mm-hmm. in layoff? Yeah. Is what I, we'll call it. You're really betting but, on yourself there. Yeah, and you have like, the way I he's going to get complacent and just not do it every day mm-hmm. like he might still have that drive and that grind but that's not the same as going out there every three days and pitching and closing a game exactly so it's it's going to be a different mindset and mm-hmm. you know no one, no one's probably going to want him after a year off you know they don't know exactly and how it's going to feel no one's going to want him a year older at a six year hundred million dollar contract yeah. the fact that he I, I don't want to call him dumb but it, it doesn't seem like the smartest thing to me to be threatening to sit out a year when teams have no incentive to give you a contract if you threaten that yeah, and that's like, how are you going to leverage a year off? Like you're how you're older, yeah, out of baseball, you're not going to get that six year. I think he should settle maybe for a four year, maybe even something. a two year, like just a, even a two year, a, yeah. Like it doesn't need to be a whole lot of money. You still prove even in your old age that you can still go out and chuck it, but you don't go asking for this big money deal when you know there's no point to. I could see him breaking the uh, the Wade Davis contract, which is the highest um, annual value for a reliever at nineteen point three or something million. I could see him getting that, you know, twenty to twenty two million a year. Maybe I could see him tying that easy. Mm-hmm. Oh but, yeah, I think he's definitely a better reliever than Wade Davis. Yeah, but I I, I mean, 
if you take into age and length of contract, I mm-hmm. think, you know, he just needs to be smart about it and yeah. not try and be greedy. That it's look coming off very, very greedy to me. I'll agree on that. And I, I, I haven't really liked Kimball for a while because he was in the Braves yeah. organization for a long time, and I watched him close many a game against us. And, and successfully. Yeah, unfortunately. One of the one of the best relievers of all time. He has the highest strikeout to walk percentage in history. Fourteen strikeouts every walk or something like that. Yeah. So he's a good guy. He's a great player. He's a guy you want on your team, but not for a hundred million dollars. Yeah, exactly. That is, I. Because mm, what, what's the math that. on that? A hundred million for six years. That's what. I can't do the math in my head, but it, I know it's like what twenty. It's it, sixteen to nineteen million a year. Is it roughly? So it's, I mean, that's still... Depending on how, how the contract works and stuff. Yeah. But I think the whole the whole reason people aren't looking at that is longevity. I think that's the yeah. whole reason. Relievers so. like him don't don't go that far into their careers. Yeah. Especially with, you know, this thing called Tommy Johns. Yeah. And he's got a, he's got a lot of innings on his arm. He's mm-hmm. got a lot, a lot of strikeouts. And the fact that he's such a strikeout pitcher, not, you know, a ground ball pitcher like a Blake Trinan out there in Oakland, yeah. means he has a lot more pitches that he throws. Yeah. So, so wear and tear on him is also another issue. Yeah. And that's a restriction on pitch count and all mm-hmm. that, so yeah, you don't want that in the old reliever. No. All right, so that's going to do it on free agency. Moving on, one of the biggest things I've heard about all week, maybe even the biggest, that Arenado extension with Colorado. He got yeah. eight years, $260 million, three-year opt-out, full no-trade clause. I think that's a steal for Colorado. I think that's a steal for him. I, I love him in I love him in Colorado. Oh, I absolutely love he, Arenado. Ever since Tulo left, he's become the face of of the organization, mm-hmm. and I, that's what he needs. He's a good enough player to do it. Yeah, and he, he and, said in the past he wants to be that Derek Jeter. He wants to be that guy that stays with an organization his whole career. Yeah, and this is really proving to me like there's a commitment between both the Rockies and him and yeah. I, you love to see that as between the player and the organization exactly and what he's like 26 27 26 27 yeah somewhere around there yeah. and that's what that'll put him into his mid 30s mm-hmm. and then he, he still has that opt-out after three years yeah so he still has he could hit free agency at 29 30 yeah but I don't think he will just because the kind of guy he is but mm-hmm. I, I can see maybe restructuring a, the contract after three years maybe yeah. opting out and then opting into a new contract with the yeah. Rockies but I think this, I absolutely love the deal because that might be the plan. They might opt him out mm-hmm. at that three years and then give him a bigger, like yeah. a longer extension. Mm-hmm. You know, put him until he's forty or around like you know thirty-eight yeah. to forty. I, he's going to win an MVP at some point. He deserves yeah. to. If you hit forty home runs and drive in one hundred thirty RBIs a year, doesn't matter if you're playing at Coors. Doesn't matter if you're playing at Petco. Yeah, you deserve to get some award recognition. And then he's the best defensive third baseman in the National League. No questions. Yeah. Like, I love Anthony Rendon. I love him to death. He's my guy at third. Just got nothing on him, But dude. no one has anything on Arenado. No. He's a, a wizard down there at third, yeah, a la Matt Chapman. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Now, my question is, so Harper's unsigned. Arenado is the big marquee free agent for next season. What effect do you think this has on Harper and his contract? Oh, I didn't even think about the implications on that. I see I, – I don't think – with it being already spring training, mm-hmm. I don't think it makes a huge impact. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, people like other people who were planning on getting Arenado next offseason. Yeah, the Yankees might, were come to mind. Yeah, the Yankees were gunning and, for Arenado, and they might step in to try and get Harper now mm-hmm. instead of wait a year to find you know a little less tiered yeah guy for less money. But I could see like I've all like, like I've said the past three episodes. I really think the Yankees are going to throw money at Harper. Yeah, because they're that's just their. Their shtick. That's that's what they do. I mean, they're the 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 evil empire for a reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they a, have, the A Rod deals. They've money. got yeah, and they they exactly. That's a good point. They have a history of shelling out those big contracts. Yeah, whether and, or not and, they work out in the end, yeah. that remains to be seen. But yeah, it's just one of those things. I'm like, you know, I've always seen the Yankees as the team that steals players. Mm-hmm. They're not really stealing. They're just offering them more money than yeah. anyone else possibly could. Yeah, exactly. That's that's always been their stick. They've always tried to buy those. It sounds bad, but they've always tried to buy those World Series. And I really like what they're doing now. Actually, is they're going more towards developing their players. So you get guys coming up like Aaron Judge, yeah. and Gary Sanchez, and Luke Voigt at yeah. first base. So I think it's a dark horse rookie of the year candidate. You get guys like Labor Torres, uh, Aaron Hicks out there in the outfield who just yeah. recently gave that uh, I believe seven seven year extension. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was either six or seven. Yeah, it was seven like or seventy million, and then you get guys in the in the rotation like Paxton, who they traded for. Severino came up through their minor league system. Yeah, they're they're switching, and I like it. They're they're no longer the evil empire in my eyes. I still hate them, but it's okay. oh yeah, I don't like them. I never will like the Yankees. Yeah, no, I but don't understand how anyone can be a Yankees fan unless you're you know born in the Bronx or something. Yeah, that's well, then I'd still choose the Mets, but yeah, I, I don't know what the Mets, dude. I would still choose the Mets over the Yankees. Just off precedent. Fair enough. I really can't argue with that. Yeah. I did just yeah. like I, that's how much I dislike the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I that I would pick the Mets over yeah. the Yankees. So, personally, I I think now Boris, uh Scott Boris Harper's agent is uh, amazing at his job. He consistently goes out and gets his his players the best contracts possible. Uh represents a lot of the Nationals, represents Steven Trosberg negotiated that six-year, $172 million extension he got a couple years ago. Yeah, I think Boris takes this to the Phillies, the Giants, the Dodgers, saying, look, this is what Arenado got. Harper has an MVP. Harper yeah. plays at a premium position. We want, if and, not and more money. And hits Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a cleanup guy. If not as much money as Arenado, as many years at least. Yeah, oh, Definitely. There, there's going to be some way Boris spins this to get Harper more money or more years because he's just damn good at his job. Yeah. And there's no way around that. Yeah, I see I see that Arenado situation working out better price-wise for mm-hmm. for uh, Bryce than anything yeah. else. So, the Bryce is right. The Bryce is right. I said Bryce. Oh, the Bryce is right. A uh, little baseball pun there for ah, you. Yeah. The Bryce but is I'm right. S- See, I heard the P. Yeah. But I'm oh. sitting a distance away. Yeah. Well, that's your fault. Well, it's not my fault. Oh. Touche. All right. Um, so we don't break their eardrums this week. Yeah. Not sucking on the mic. That's good. Uh, Going to move into a different segment now, talking about bounce back players. Guys that had, you know, bad or, in, in one of my examples, arguably the worst offensive season ever yeah. that either we want to bounce back or could bounce back. Any guys off the top of your head you can think of besides well, the ones that I <laughs> that I wrote down here? The one that I want to see do good do would well. be, well, good, same thing. No, 
just pro- on proper grip. Superman does good. You do well. <laughs> um, I would like to see Elvis Andrews have a good season. Mm-hmm. He's struggled the past couple of years. Well, and I think but that that's... 2015 postseason really, really put a, a damper on his confidence. Yeah. After having those two errors that led to that Batista home run. Yeah. That was crushing. Let's not talk about that, please. That was crushing. Hey, that... if we're going to talk about all the, the Nats stuff, we're going to talk about <laughs> all the Rangers stuff. So, but I want to see him do well. And he's going to be, he's going to have a different demeanor about him this year because mm-hmm. he doesn't have, he doesn't have Beltre by he his side. He doesn't have that best bud but, there, yeah, which is unfortunate. But maybe that's what he needs to set that fire under him and, mm-hmm. you know, get him back to where he was. Yeah. 2015, 2016. Because he was a great player. He still is a great player. Yeah. He's had fantastic seasons. Great glove. The underrated defender. Great glove. Like he probably the metrics don't to... like him, but he makes amazing plays on the routine. Yeah. Like diving plays, sliding, throwing from the knee from yeah. from short. Like that's he's got a great arm there at short, one of the strongest. It's I it's love impressive. the guy. And he's I've fast. always loved him. He's super fast. Mm-hmm. Like he he's got range. Steals a lot so of bags. I would love to see him, you know, have a good year this year at the plate and you know. That might be biased talking, but I would like to see that. Um, well, it's not biased. It's a, it's a guy that you know had a down year that you want to do well. It's understandable. Yeah. Anyone else come to mind? You want me to give my my big two? I mean, I like your big two because I agree with one of them a lot. Yeah. So, it's hard not to agree with one of them. Um, especially because he did play for the Rangers at one point as well. So. All right. So that'll uh, that'll bring me to my two guys. Uh, one guy in particular that there's there's no way he can have a worse season next year. Uh, Chris Davis out of Baltimore had, uh, if I was reading correctly, statistically the worst season in MLB history, offensively-wise anyway. He had a 168 batting average in 522 plate appearances, which is ridiculously bad. Only drew 41 walks the entire year, so his OBP was barely better at a 243. Yeah, which isn't surprising. Being, he is a big home run guy. Yeah. He swings for the fences. A lot of swing and miss, a la Joey Gallo. Yeah. Guy like that. A lot of Ks. Uh, OPS plus of 50. Uh, just for reference, for those of all that don't know what OPS plus is, OPS plus is a weighted measurement of offense. Um, doesn't matter the ballpark or anything like that. Adjusted across the board for every player. 100 is the average. He had an OPS plus of 50. He was worth half of what the average major league hitter is. Which is ridiculous. Especially if you think about back, what, two years ago? Yeah. When he had 40-some-odd home runs. Yeah, back in 2013, this guy hit 53 home runs. Yeah, Yeah, nuts. He still has three years and $20 million a year on his contract. Yeah, and they're not going to give up that. But the person you're talking about is, because you haven't said who it is yet, I didn't say who it was? Nope. Oh, it's Chris Davis out of Baltimore. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Spoilers. Um, yeah, terrible, terrible season. Good guy, just for whatever reason. I don't know what the reason was, but he needed to fix something. And then to also put this in perspective, uh, his war, his wins above replacement, yeah. was a negative 2.8. Still don't know how that's even possible. I, I have never heard of anyone having a war that low. I knew it was possible to get negative. I've heard of a couple guys having, you know, like negative .8 or something like that yeah. just because their defense is so bad. This, oh, his was horrible. And the Orioles are in such a rebuilding mode. 
Yeah. They had 45 wins last year, I think, which WT Max. Baseball themselves could Almost do had that, yeah. in a third the amount of games. Yeah, so, which that's impressive in itself. Like it's it's not necessarily. I don't know if that's saying that WT is better than, you know. Them. No. <laughs> no. I mean just... they're not, but I mean because you got like, but I'm saying. Yeah. Like, could they come into the LSC and you know, would they win every single game or would they Probably lose? Not. Yeah. No. I mean they. I mean, I, I bet you WT could at least take a game off of them. If we play five, I, I'd say we could take five, take one game. Yeah, at least. Which that's still impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but oh, also anytime w, a, yeah. a you know college team plays a major league team, they usually get blown out. Yeah, especially in the the early spring training games. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then I mean, WT's pitching staff is quite well, amazing. So. I mean, we know that because we had the number one and two starters on last week. Shout out, or not last week? Pardon me. Last episode. Shout out to those guys. Yeah, because we know you're listening. What's up, Drew? Joe? What's up, guys? Thanks for coming on last week. Appreciate you. Hope yeah. to have you on it. Hope to have on again. <coughs> Ooh, pardon me. Uh, again sometime. But we, hope y'all, we hope you all liked that, too. We, then if, if, you know, if you all want to see more people like that, come on to the show. Just let us know. We'll figure out some way for you all to contact us about that. If we'll you make have it ideas. Work. Yeah, we'll make it work. We'll make a Twitter page or an email or something. something. Well, we do actually well, have, we an do email. have an email. We'll yeah. plug that at the end. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but going back to the Orioles, they, they're in such a rebuilding mode, they don't necessarily need him to bounce back, but it would go a long way if he could go back to not even necessarily the 40 home runs, but even hitting 25. 25, and 30. driving in 80. Yeah. Something like that. Just something better than what he did. Even if he bats 215, that's yeah. still yeah. still almost above twice the as good line. as he yeah. was last year. Just barely above the Mendoza line. Is yeah, better barely. Than, than that. So. so he's a guy I look at. Uh, who, like I said, can't possibly have a worse year. So, I wonder. I wonder if he had the most golden sombreros last year. Uh, I would would not be surprised. You want to explain what a golden sombrero is for those that don't know? Yeah. So a golden sombrero is when you strike out. It's four times. It's four times in a game. Four times in a game. Adam Dunn. Yeah, because the hat trick is three. That. Yeah, the hat trick is three. The yeah. golden sombrero is four, and I could see him having the most oh no golden sombreros between him and Jolie Gallo. It's yeah. a, a race to the top. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Between so, those two guys. And, oh. But, yeah, so Chris it's, Davis it's is, my, is my big guy. Uh, another guy I look at, and maybe a little bit of bias here, like you were with Elvis Andrews, Brian Dozier. Yeah. And, I mean, I I liked him, you know, 2016. Mm-hmm. He had he was 40 home runs out of the second base spot. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You never see that as from a second baseman. No, base not the keystone. Like, a, a second baseman normally hits, like, what, a max 15 home runs a year? Maybe. Altuve mm-hmm. hits 22, 25. But, but that's because he's an animal. That's Altuve, yeah, yeah he, he does that. And, and you know, Cano yeah. will hit 30 bombs a year. But, you know, ever since Cano left New York, he doesn't hit 40. And Dozier, Minnesota, isn't exactly a, a hitter's park. It's, no. it's pretty pitcher-friendly. So yeah. the fact that he was able to get 40 there is pretty impressive. But yeah. uh, going to his stats last year, uh, between Minnesota and then um, including after the trade to the Dodgers uh, towards the end of the year, had a two fifteen batting average. So he himself was barely above the Mendoza line. Yeah. Only barely better than Chris Davis. OBP was better. It was a 305. So he was getting on base at least three tenths of the time, which is good, but not fantastic. Uh, OPS plus was 88. A little bit better. Still not as good as the average major league yeah. player. And then he was worth only one war. At least it's not negative. <laughs> at least it's not negative. <laughs> at least it's not negative. At least it's not Chris Davis. But That's he's a guy I look crazy. to that if he can bounce back and 
you know, obviously we talked earlier about Harper probably leaving the Nats. Uh, not even discussion about him going back to the Nats anymore. I've kind of lost all hope with that. He's a, uh, Brian Dozier is a guy that I look to to step in and fill that role. Yeah. That power hitter role, maybe, you know, the four or five spot yeah. that Dozier could bat. Drive in. If he can even get 30, that'll go a long way to replacing Bryce Harper. Definitely. And we definitely it, it'll take that. a good chunk out of what, what Harper would have done. But mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's hard to replace a guy like Harper, but if you can get offense from second base, where we had Daniel Murphy last year, yeah. hurt most of the year, and obviously his defense was atrocious, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. Dozier is uh, a solid defensive player. Uh, I, I really look for him to, to step into that Harper role. Yeah, Maybe not that like franchise player role, but that offensive yeah. role. It, it's not like his glove isn't isn't bad. Like, he's got a good glove, but... Oh yeah, he's got it's it's better the, defense at second than most. Yeah, he's got he's got to bring that bat back, and that mm-hmm. if he can do that, he'll he'll bounce back easy. I got all the faith in the world in him. Well, let's hope so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Knock on wood <laughs> for us Nats fans out there. All right, I got uh, one last thing before we head off. Uh, nothing to do with majors, but something fun this week. I know you saw it. I don't know if any of you guys saw it. Uh, there was an Arkansas softball player by the name of Danielle Gibson who did something that's never been done in the majors before. And she, it's she, it's impressive, the, like the, the fashion that she did it, too. It's uh, the home run cycle. So the cycle normally is single, double, triple, home, home run. run. The home run cycle is the solo home run, yeah. two-run shot, three-run shot, and grand slam. Yeah. She did that all in a game in four innings. Yeah. It wasn't even a full game. It happened in four innings. Yeah. And obviously she can't control who's on base when she goes up to bat. Yeah. But she still is hitting home runs with so many guys on base. I mean, it's and, hard enough to hit a cycle. Like, hit for the cycle. Hitting oh yeah, for the cycle is not easy. hard enough. And four home runs in a game has only been done 18 times in Major League history. Yeah. There's been more perfect games than four home run games. Yeah. So just thinking, like, just the sheer odds of that happening. It, it's slim it's, to none. It's ridiculous. It's and that we got to see it. Like, it was recorded mm-hmm. for everyone to see. The footage is amazing. Yeah. It, if, if y'all ever get, if you get the chance to see it, I do recommend you watch the video because... And they weren't like, you know, cheapo, like barely grazing over the fence. They were like 20 feet past the fence. Yeah. They were, they were some decent sized shots. I was very impressed. An animal. She's a beast. USA team? Hmm? You think she, you think she's going to be on the US team? I sure should hope so. I mean. A game like that really puts her on the mark. Definitely. And that power. I wonder what her season's been like. It'd be interesting to look at her stats and Mm -hmm. look at her career stuff at Arkansas too. Because I know she's not a freshman. Mm-hmm. She's a sophomore. Yeah. So, I mean, and she had to have played last year yeah. if she's, you know. And Arkansas's got a good program, so she's not – she has to be a good player to be in that program. Yeah. So I, that's just something that, you know, that's something that y'all on. could send us in if y'all know the, the information, if you don't have to look yeah, it up. Yeah, if, if you guys ever hear about fun stories in the MLB or anything else, uh, baseball or softball related, just send it, send it in to us. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it on air. We'll shout you out. We'll, uh, we'll do the whole thing. Definitely. Speaking of, uh, we're going to end it here real quick. Do you want to give the plug for the email? Yes, if I can remember the full email. That's why I'm looking it up. Uh, we're still in the process of getting all of our social media set up. Obviously, we have a SoundCloud because this is where you guys are listening to it on. Hopefully, we'll have uh, Spotify and Apple soon. I'm talking to a buddy about figuring that out. Uh, but, yeah, if y'all ever have any questions, any pointers, advice, or you know, if you want to come on the show or you want us to talk about a question on the show, feel free to reach out to us. We'll be starting a Twitter page hopefully later this week. So as soon as Ben gets the email. My computer died. His computer died. <laughs> okay. Well, I will put Don't the email 
I will put the email in a link at the bottom of the video. So I know it's, I think it's junkyard.productions at gmail.com. That sounds right, but it's just to make sure. It's somewhere close to that. Just so to make look sure. for I'll something similar to that in the description. Uh, but that's all I got here. Yeah, that's Randy, all you I got. Anything else? No. Unless y'all, uh, you know, just count down the days. Yeah. Can't count down wait. the days. Tick tock on the clock. All well, right. Well. Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful week, and we'll hope to see you uh, next time. Yeah. Enjoy your time. <laughs>